Well, all right, day 21, we are on the final day of the manipulator and the performer cape and mask that Annalise Keating rocks and that we often rock sometime ourselves. Yep, we do. we do. I gotta say, Natty, this one has been quite revelatory for me when <laughs> I go. Ooh, yes, I, it, I think more so than Olivia and, and Cookie. Cookie. Yeah, I think this one has been more revelatory for me because when I go back and listen to them, I find myself where I still need some work in some areas. <laughs> well, don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> I have this tendency to kind of beat myself up on things, but I'm learning to also give myself grace. So I also mm-hmm. found some areas where I have grown from. And so rather than beating myself over the head because, oh my gosh, you need to not do that. Especially when we were talking about the gaslighting, I was mm-hmm. like, you really shouldn't be letting stuff get to you like that. But then I'm a work in progress. And so then, That's so after I did that, I had to kind of flip it and say, okay, well, here are some areas that you have grown in. So, you know, yes. be, be grateful okay. for the growth. You have to honor the process and the progress. So, yeah, there yes, we are. Do. I'm you in the process do. and I am progressing. So, yeah. You most so, certainly yeah. are. I love to yeah. hear it. I love that for you. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> so, you and yeah. me both. I know, right? It's. I mean, mm-hmm. healing is a journey. It is. So yeah, it day is. twenty-one. I feel like we, the journey is the healing, isn't it? <laughs> it is it not? Come on through, girl. I need to put that on the t-shirt. The journey, the journey is, is the healing. Look, yes, we better start. Some, we better start some of the shades of strong merch. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about that actually for two years now. We still haven't done Listen, it. Listen, we have, yeah, we'll get to it. We we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We will eventually get to it. So yeah, day 21, we are going to wrap up Annalise Keating. And in this episode, we are going to offer you guys some strategies where we can possibly do some more growth in these areas. But before we do that, you are rocking with Cheryl and Natty on the Shades of Strong podcast, where we are working to dismantle the myths and the stereotypes of the strong Black woman by creating safe and sacred spaces for Black women to uncape, unmask, and unhide, so that they can be whatever shade of strong that feels right for them. Okay. All right, y'all. Day 20, strategies for overcoming the manipulator and the performer cape and mask. The short answer is... Heal. Yeah, that's do always the answer. Your work. <laughs> yeah, like do your work. That's the short answer. But there are some other things that you can do that will help you in the healing process. The primary one for me is to, and I think you talked about this in a couple of episodes too, Natty, is to define your boundaries. If you find yourself where you are giving in to a manipulator or someone is manipulating you, then I think it's very important to have clear cut boundaries and not just to have those boundaries in place, but to honor the boundaries that you have in place. Because we're good we're good at talking about boundaries and saying we're not gonna let people cross them. But sometimes I myself find it quite challenging to stand firm on my boundaries. So I'm working on that and not just when it comes to people in the workplace, but people in our circles too. We need to have boundaries boundaries, boundaries with them. People in our family, 
our friends, our daughters, our children. I don't know why I said daughters because I have a son too. Our spouses, all the people in our life. Because when we don't, that's how we fall prey to manipulation. What else did I have? I had written down some um, strategies that I'm working on in my own life. Mm. Don't rely on others for external validation because people prey on that. Mm. When they know that you are looking for them to make you feel good about yourself, they know that they can easily get you to do things that they want you to do, even if that thing may not be in your best interest or even if they are manipulating you into doing it Mm. when you are looking for them to say you've been good or what you did was good or you're a good person to validate your worth I think that's how we sometimes fall prey to manipulation and in regards to the mask the performer and the and the manipulator are kind of mesh together like we said about the other characters but I think we need to get out of that habit of turning us all peas up to appease others to turning ourselves off to make others feel better about themselves and sometimes feel better about you if you can't be yourself in the presence of other people I almost feel like you don't need to be in their presence but that's just me (laughs) what do you think no I totally agree I totally agree like we were saying and I I think it was the I don't remember which episode it was. It was either the last one or the one before that. We need to be very mindful of the times and places that we don't feel safe and cultivating space for us to do feel safe in, I think is a big, a big component to getting on or at least staying on, staying on that healing journey. And yeah, you're not going to ever feel safe around people who you feel like you can't be yourself around. That's the whole point. Like being, feeling safe means you feel like free to be yourself and you don't have to pretend and you don't have to, you don't have to wear a mask. So, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I was about to ask you something about what you were saying. Oh yeah, I was going to ask you if you would just kind of elaborate on when you said not feeling safe because oftentimes we think when we are when you when a person says i don't feel safe we think about physical harm but like you were saying that um, if you are in a in a space where you can't be yourself then i think there is some level of unsafety that you're feeling at that time right right safety it it doesn't always mean just physical safety right just the same way abuse isn't just physical or sexual abuse there are there's there's mental abuse there's emotional abuse there, there's financial abuse there's there are a lot there's more than one type of abuse um and so when we talk when i'm talking about safety it's it's kind of the same principle it's not just about your physical safety that is obviously important and i think most of us would or we'd like to believe that we would remove ourselves from a situation where we did not feel that we were physically safe. But when you're in a place where your, your physical person isn't being, being threatened with harm, it can still be unsafe if, like we were talking in uh, the previous episode, if you're having to constantly edit yourself. Having to constantly edit yourself down and think of different ways that you can hide different parts of yourself, uh, thinking of different ways that you can pretend or just not really be authentic, believe it or not, that's actually a lot 
of extra labor and you do eventually feel that in your body. I, I know this because I feel it. <laughs> you can totally feel when that's going on. And so if you feel that discomfort in your body because you're not able to just be you, then yes, I would say that that is in a safe space. And, and what I mean is, what if you were yourself? What if you did just say what you thought or what you felt? Are you going to face backlash for it? Are you going to, as the kids say, are you going to be dragged for it? Are you going to lose out on potential for relationship for it? Or if you're already in relationship, is the relationship going to all of a sudden be damaged because you were yourself because the other person can't handle it or they don't accept you the way you are as your authentic self. That's what I mean by not feeling safe. Safety and, you know, like I've, I've said before, safety and, and a sense of security, a sense that you can be secure. And what I mean by that is like reassured or assured that everything is okay, no matter what happens. That's very important within, you know, the relationships that you have. And so if you don't feel assured that things are okay, then you're already, your nervous system is already on, on alert, right? And your nervous system is on alert when you're in physical danger. So that's what I mean by, hey, I'm not really, it's, it's not safe for me to just be myself. Right. Along those same lines, we have to accept the fact that we may lose some people along the way. Right. When you right. stand your ground on being who you are, and standing in your truth and not apologizing for that, some people are going to walk away. Right. They just are. Right. And you, you, you'll need to grieve that loss and keep doing you. Because if they, can, if they cannot accept you for who you are, flaws and imperfection, then I stand firm on saying they do not need to be a part of your life. Because like Natty is saying, you, do, you should not have to edit yourself to be accepted by other people and if you find yourself in a space where you are constantly having to do that then yeah and that's even even on your job I know we get caught up in what what do they call it code switching that's it (laughs) code switching oh yeah yeah, right yeah we like I know that's a form of editing it's a form of editing and I know how easy it is to get caught up in that because I used to do it yeah, and yeah. and sometimes we feel like, oh, that's what I have to do to be in this space. That's what I have to do to appease the people that I work for. And again, I I would never tell anyone to leave their job. But nope, I am saying that you can be preparing an exit strategy while you are being yourself. I don't for me, it does not matter. And I had to grow to this point. It does not matter what the circumstance, what the circumstance is, or what the environment is. If it causes me to not be me, then I just I don't want to be in that space. I just don't. I don't want to be in a space where I have to fake it to make it. I don't want to be in that space because I know how emotionally draining it can be. When I was working a job, I would get up every morning, like and just like you know, do all the things, and I. (laughs) <laughs> like I would literally, you be dreading. <laughs> like you, you dread you be, it. You be you dread having to do it, but you also feel like this is what I have to do because right. this is where I am currently employed, and this money is helping me to provide for my family. So yeah, I get it, but I also know what a miserable existence 
it was to live in that space. So I'm saying, if you find yourself on a job where you're doing that, then perhaps it's time to start planning your exit strategy while still working on being who you are while you are there and not apologizing for it because I just can't live my life like that anymore. No, you, uh, yeah. I can't. I, I did the same thing. I did the same thing for 10 years. And I guarantee you that being at that job was a factor. It wasn't the only factor, but it was a factor in me eventually having blood pressure issues, the stress. Because it's not, it's, for me, it wasn't daily, a daily barrage of things. It wasn't, oh, I've got a nemesis at work. It wasn't anything like that. It was every now and then there, there was this opening where I could, where the, like, it was like a veil was open and I could see through the veil and what was behind the veil was insidious. It was like, oh no, these people are straight up racist. And if it comes to it, it will be known. You, it, it will be made known to you. They're doing the, the quote unquote nice things right now because they're nice little evangelical Christians. Oh, yeah. But the real, real is that they're straight up racist. They do not value you at all. They actually wish you weren't here. And that is what my spirit could always feel. That's why two years into the job, I wanted to quit. But at the time, I didn't know that that was why I wanted to quit. Right. And I didn't quit because like Shirley said, this is a job that's paying me. And right. right now I need the money. But that is a very real example of what I'm saying by when I say something's unsafe. Mm-hmm. When we don't, when we're, we're code switching at work, we feel like we have to do it because, oh, we have to speak a certain way and we have to dress a certain way. And according to whose standards, if I don't speak that way, am I still not going to be, am I not going to be able to do my job all of a sudden? No. But we do that because there is this environment where we know somehow or another that we will be in some sort of trouble if we don't toe this Uh line. We'll either, at best, we'll be mocked behind our backs or maybe even in our faces. Or at worst, we might be told we're being unprofessional, air quotes, and lose our job. That is not safe. It is not safe That is violence. Straight up violence to me. It really is. And you don't, you do not have to do life like that. You don't have to do Absolutely it. Absolutely don't. don't. Have to do it. Annalise wore this mask where she had her shit together and, and she was working and doing all the things and she was trying to hide her stuff. But I think the mask that we wear at work is a, is a little different. I think it's different in that we don't want to be perceived a certain way. We don't want to be perceived air quotes ghetto and hood. And mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm change the the tone in our voices to make sure because people have said to me a number of times when they meet me in person oh I didn't know you were black you know (laughs) (laughs) because like seriously because they of course like white people wouldn't dare say that to me but it was a black person that said it but Mm -hmm. you know and that's because I did do a lot of code switching at work because I felt like I had to there was a certain image that I had to maintain 
while I'm in in the office, you know, with certain people. And so, like I said, that's a that's a very miserable existence. And I'll tell you another one that I've been guilty of wearing a mask in in relationships. Oh, child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can remember being in one relationship, one, one person that I was dating and he was facing some challenges in his in his life, some financial challenges. And I was trying to encourage him. And he was, he said to me, and I was so offended when he said it. He was like, everybody's life can't be like yours. Everybody's life is not all pink tulips and butterflies. Pink tulips have, happen to be my favorite flower. And I love butterflies. So he was like, everybody's life is not pink tulips and butterflies. And I took offense to that because I felt like what he was saying was everything is perfect in, in your world. But I took offense to it, but I also had led him to believe that. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, like after he left, I cursed him out in my mirror. Like, how dare you? <laughs> you know, I got shit too. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm not, you know, wearing my feelings on my sleeve and I'm not whining and crying about it, you know, doesn't mean that I, I don't have stuff. But I had led him to believe that everything was perfect in my world. And so I can't be upset because that's what he thought when I led him to believe that because I was so good at, at masking all of the things that were going on in my life. When I was in relationship with him, I was crying myself to sleep almost every night because I couldn't meet my financial needs. Mm-hmm. When we lead people to believe things like that, when we mask ourselves like that, we cannot be offended when people make assumptions because that's what we led them to believe. I'm good. I'm, I have yeah. been very good at masking. <laughs> I've done that very well. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you have, Natty? What are your strategies? Did I give any strategies? I think I did. <laughs> I'm not sure. Can you like run it back and maybe defining boundaries? All right. Defining boundaries. Yeah, defining boundaries. What else did I say? Looking for external Adorning yourself with the proverbial mask and cape didn't miraculously happen the moment you became an adult. More likely than not, there's a history of trauma dating back to childhood that left you feeling rejected, abandoned, betrayed, and angry. Those emotions don't automatically resolve themselves. As a little black girl, the thing you needed the most was to be seen, heard, nurtured, protected, and loved without condition. When those needs aren't met, You don't get the skills needed to do life as the real you from an emotionally healthy place. If you find yourself in this episode and are ready to start your journey to healing, please consider joining us in the Sister Circle of Healing, a 12-week virtual experience for Black women to gather in a safe and safer space for healing, connection, and transformation. Join us now at shadesofstrong.com forward slash SOS circle. validation in others don't do that Mm -hmm. this i think Mm -hmm. these are more related to the mask that we wear mine are anyway and what else did i say Mm -hmm. don't turn yourself off to appease others and accept the fact that you may lose that you may lose some people in when you decide to stand in your unit so yeah those were mine hopefully you got something about manipulation (laughs) because mine were all about (laughs) masks Oh my gosh. So, well, I, I can, I do, I do have a couple of things. I, I was 
honestly, like right when we started recording, I was thinking about like, oh, well, the strategies I have are like very like personal or very like inward focused. So I was thinking about like, this is a, a wonderful opportunity to cultivate a deeper relationship with yourself, meaning you, you can ask yourself these questions. If I'm upset with a person or I'm upset with a situation in a certain environment that I have to be in all the time, what are the things that, that are making me upset? And when you examine those things, if it comes out as you're thinking about them that, oh, it's like what we've been saying, you feel like you're not able to really authentically express yourself, be yourself, you feel unseen, you feel unheard, you feel like your feelings don't get validated or acknowledged, or even worse, you feel like you can't express your feelings at all, then that's a sign that you may be in, a, in situations where you're being manipulated. And so once you can see that, once you see, oh, wait, I'm being manipulated by this person or these people, then you can come up with your own, like Shirley was talking about exit strategy. I would say you can, you can start to think about your strategy for responding, whether that means confronting, which it probably will, um, confronting the person or people, or just full, full on removing yourself from those situations. But I think if you approach it that way, then you're not going in it with a plan to react. You've thought about it and, and you know, Shirley has said many times re reacting is not the same as responding. You've had a chance to really think about things and you've come up with a, a response, you know, a thoughtful response. And in doing that, that is your first, maybe it might be your first experience with establishing a boundary. And so you also get to see how that feels to establish a boundary. And then once you've established it, you can practice enforcing it. I think that was like the, the main strategy that I, that I had was just about really looking inward and thinking about the times where you have felt very upset or angry with someone or someone's and the situations surrounding that and thinking about, uh, am I upset because I feel invalidated or I feel unheard or I feel like I can't express my emotions. I can't express my feelings because someone will blow up about it or I'll get told that I'm too sensitive, you know, all that kind of stuff. If that's what's going on, then yes, somehow or another, you are being manipulated. Yeah, I knew she was going to do it, though. Natty always, go, <laughs> always goes inward. <laughs> and I do. I, I, I tend to go inward. She does. She, she tends to go, Natty tends to go inward. And I'm more like, this is what's happening in my life. And here's what I did. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's, and that's extremely good. important yes. and valid too. Yes. yes. It's, you know, I feel like yin to yang. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so those are some strategies that we have in place for unmasking and not falling prey to manipulators if people are manipulating you or if you are being the manipulator. Natty actually gave some strategies in yesterday's episode for that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you can go back and listen to that if you are the person manipulating. So there's some strategies for that as well. So yeah, unmasking, like getting back to who you really are. And so with that said, I want to kind of talk about the healing circle. 
the sister circle of healing oh, yes. for, for a little bit. Yes, the sister circle. I feel of like we healing. should we need some sort of musical flourish or something. It's like <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> you know just like you should work on that. Flourish. I need to think of something. Yeah, you should some work sort on of that. Instrumental, like I don't know, bells or chimes or so, I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh, I actually have something like that. Oh, I need to pull yeah. it out of the box. I do have something like that. But yeah, What's so like this is a circle girl? of healing. And the reason why I want to bring this up, because we have been talking about walking in your uniqueness and not apologizing for that. The first six weeks of the Sister Circle of Healing, where we're using the inner child framework, we're actually working in that first six weeks, we are working on helping you or supporting you in developing or redeveloping your sense of identity. And the reason why we find ourselves often wearing masks and pretending and faking and you know doing all the things that rip us, rip us or rob us of who we are is because we've lost our sense of identity. So the, the first six sessions of the Sister Circle of Healing deals with helping us redevelop our sense of identity and in that we work on our self-confidence we work on our self-esteem we work on things that help us get back to who we are at our core so that you can have the courage when you leave those first six sessions it is our hope and our intention that you will have the courage to say this is who I am this is what I know and feel about me and I'm not going to apologize for it. Take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just want to encourage you that if you are, and then of course, you know, the last six weeks, we reinforce those things by dealing with the actual inner wounds that have us doing life the way we do life. But in those first six weeks, we want to help you get back to the, get back to who you are at the core. So I want to encourage you, if you find yourself struggling in this area, we will love to see you in that space because you don't have to do life that way at all. Like always, the link to the Sister Circle of Healing will be in the show notes of this episode. And of course, there's the Facebook community also in the show notes of this episode. And you guys can reach out to us on your favorite social media platform. We are Shades of Strong everywhere. But before we go, of course, there's a reflection because we wouldn't be us if there weren't. So today's reflection I have the question I wrote down. Y'all not be writing stuff down. How amazing would it be to finally be in an intimate relationship with yourself? I feel like we are always talking about being in, in intimate relationships with other people. We talk about being in intimate relationships with God, with our parents, with our spouses, our significant others, whoever they are, our children. Because intimacy is important to us. But what about the intimacy that you are having with yourself? What does that look like? What does it look like for you now? Do you have an intimate relationship with yourself? What would it look like to have an intimate relationship with yourself? What would that look like for you? What would it feel like? That's the reflection for today. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good reflection question for sure. It definitely is because oftentimes when we think of intimacy, we think about romance, but I think intimacy is getting to know you on a level that nobody else knows you is getting in touch with who you are 
on the inside and then letting that come to the outside. So what would it feel like to be in touch with who you are at your core? What would that feel like for you? What would it look like? Okay. All right. That's it. Day 21. Anything you want to add, Natty? Uh, no, that was excellent. I'm still thinking I'm, my, my wheels were turning in potential responses to this question for myself. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to think thought. about that. Yeah, we got to think about that. Like, we don't do these reflections and be like, oh, we're done with that. But Natty and I actually go and do some thought and thinking and thinking and all the things. <laughs> I just made yep. all those words up. Yep. But yeah, we we search ourselves and examine ourselves to see how we can also have an intimate relationship with ourselves. It's, it's so important. Mm-hmm. And if you're having trouble thinking about what intimacy would look like with you, think about what you what what you would like for it to look like with a romantic partner. And then apply that to you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. All Very right, good. y'all. Very good. Very good. All right, y'all. That's what Tabitha Brown says. Very good. right right. (laughs) alright guys we are out we'll be back tomorrow with day 22 with our final superwoman archetype Mary Jane Paul alright don't miss it